I can't have sex. With me or in general? I went to the doctor today. I have mono. Nucleosis? Uh, I hope it's not a problem for you. Oh, no. Uh, how long is this not going to be a problem for me? February 17th, 2013. Hello, pendulum. Buenos dias. Buenos noches. It could be either of those, really. I don't know what I'm saying, but okay. You said good it's night. people say. Oh, well, it could be. How do you and say I good say afternoon? good morning. It's buen, buenas tardes. That's harder to say. Tardes. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of did it. Oh, you're attracted to me now, aren't you? Finally, after all these years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all this time, I've wanted a swarthy man. <laughs> swarthy? So you're saying I'm not. I've got, I'm without swarth? You are swarthless. Oh. <laughs> I never knew. Well. You never mentioned well, my you know swarth what? factor. I just, That's... I had to get it out there. <laughs> We've lived with the lie long enough. It's hard to take. <laughs> oh, okay. That swarth. was worse. <laughs> so now I have negative swarth. Okay. Let's just um move on. Well, it's good we're killing time. We, we don't have much to talk about, so it's, oh. uh, if you want to get into my swarthiness a little more, you can get into my swarthiness Oh, can I anytime. get into it? Get into mm, my swarthiness. I see. Get in there. <laughs> and dig your own. Oh, Aww, come on. <laughs> so. It's clean. What do we have to talk about? Can <laughs> we please move forward? Well, <laughs> we have the uh, date for this year's pendant picnic. We do. It's going to be June 16th. June 16th, really? May. We usually have it in May, but uh, we've had some conflicts with people being able to attend in the past because things, for some reason, you know, there's always some weird problem. Right. So we're pushing it back a little bit. We're going to have it in the middle of June, June 16th. So uh, it'll be here in sunny Los Angeles. If you are interested in attending, uh, just shoot me an email. J-E-F-F-R-E-Y at PendantAudio.com and I can give you the details and let you know what's up. Yeah, because we're still working stuff out, you know. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so that's cool if you would like to stop by and, and meet some Pendulum people and hang out and chat. and So just let us know if you want to come by and check out my swarthiness in person. That's right. Be witness to the lack thereof. Oh, whatever. I am so swarthy. <laughs> I will rub it all over you. Ooh. My swarthiness. Uh. Rub. 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 <laughs> yeah, so um, that's it. That's Your only other news item is that that's the only news item. Really? That's all. How can that be? Because things are still in motion. Well, there has to be something. Scripts are being edited and written and episodes mixed and yeah. things prepared and in pre-production, but there's nothing new nothing has reached a new stage or what have you to talk about just yet so you're that's right what we got we're just waiting we're waiting everyone's waiting well we still have episodes coming out for people to listen to no new i know episodes. i just for the other things we want to talk about we're just waiting for a bunch of stuff really yes like wow like wow yeah wow Whoa. dude you guys you got you got no idea how much waiting we do we are like expert waiters we're like waiting 
to hear back from like a billion people about a billion things. We are expert waiters, but it's okay. The tips are good. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they're actually not. Tip your waiters. We're here all week. Okay, that's just <laughs> okay. I want to edit all of this out. Swarthy. All of this is gone. This you is can't what happens when you when you get a swarthy man in here. Stop. Just what? Swarthy. There's none. No. Now I'm swarthy. Okay, you don't even know what swarthy means, do you? <laughs> I have figured this out. I usually you have zero idea what the word I means. I usually do, but at the do moment you? I can't think of oh, it because I, I have been sick all week. But you're super sure that you are it. I am so swarthy. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what you think, eh? <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not swarthy. I can get relatively swarthy in the summer. Could... Relatively speaking. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. I'm not swarthy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I Googled it and showed it to him on my phone. And I now can't he's be like, swarthy. Uh. See? It sounds so manly, though. It, it really does. You're the one who said. What? When I said, part of this. And you're like, oh, that's swarthy. So it what does that mean? Be, it, How does that sound swarthy? Oh, explain because that it's one. a different language so from a different swarthy? people who happen to be more swarthy than you. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh, look what you did there. When I said you could dig around in my swarthiness. That's <laughs> I don't, that's really I don't know what you're really thinking. bad now because <laughs> please stop, please, please. <laughs> oh my! You know what? Let's just move on. I'm deleting this whole episode. No. <laughs> From Salt Lake City, Utah, we have Jared Page. Hello, Jared. Hey, Jordan. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. All righty. So... We've got uh, questions from the community and some questions for me, and why don't we jump right in? Okay. Let's uh, start off with Kingery. Mm-hmm. So, has there been anything in the Kingery that you haven't gotten a chance to explore yet as um, a writer, or is there something that you... Uh, haven't been able to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, now I joined the writing staff uh, in the fifth season, so this is only my my second season on the writing staff, and I've been directing um, toward the end of the fifth season till, and then of course the sixth season. But uh, so I'm kind of new at it, and I do have um, as far as being on the writing staff, and I do have some ideas for. Um, things i'd like to explore um you know i think there's one and, and you know i don't i don't know that we if we will or you know i haven't pitched them or anything yet but i'm interested to know more about um kind of the government structure of this whole universe uh we met the commandant uh last season um mm-hmm. you know and we hear about these different sectors and where they are and and I don't know. I just think it'd be kind of. I think it'd be kind of interesting to, to have that go to like a, um, a, a larger level and 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 see if, 
you know, the Kingery is in, in its own 88, uh, Section 88G is kind of mostly doing its own thing, um, with the exception of last season we had the Commodore come in there. And I just think it would be interesting to, if we expanded the universe and, and explored something out there, you know, it it, it may be something, <clears throat> maybe something um, universe-wide as to is uh, affecting Tommy and the Kingery in some way. So, uh, you know, there's really is just like an, it really is an endless, uh, endless things to explore there. Yeah, we did take that trip to Earth briefly. Right, and we had the, yeah we had the trip trip to Earth. We did that, yeah. So, but we haven't really talked much about you know what's happened on these on Earth and why we're here and all these things that have been these other um, places that have been settled and. Um, I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool to explore some of that. I don't know whether it's tell some of the history or I don't know. Yeah, I think it would be kind of fun. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to in in this universe to kind of say, how did we get off this rock that we're on and get Mm -hmm. out there? Yeah, because it's different than, you know, in Star Trek or in Alien franchise or, you know, in all the the sci fi that we're we're all into. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see what. The, the pendant writing staff could come up with as you know a, a unique way or what the impetus was for people to or that got humanity off of earth I think that would be mm-hmm. interesting yeah and the kingery is um, you know it's a very character driven show it's very much this is you know Tommy at the center of it um, his people around him things that happen at the kingery and so I, I you know I I don't feel like uh, the show actually needs that kind of introduction, but I still or kind of explanation of how we got there. But I'm still curious about it, and I kind of hope we explore it at some point. Cool. What is more difficult, do you think, the writing or the directing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, For me, uh, huh? I think I think the directing. Well, the directing is a little more time-consuming. Um, yeah, I know. I spend more hours working on an episode that I'm directing rather than an episode that I'm writing. Um, but they're also, you know, I don't know. They're, they're, they're each challenging in their own way. For me, um, coming on in season five, uh, it's been challenge a little bit challenging to, um, you know, there's these characters that have been existing for, you know, the, the previous four seasons and, um, the other writers have kind of formulated their voices and, and so, I think initially that was harder for me just to make sure. I mean, I was a fan of the show. I listened to the show a lot, so I I could kind of, uh, so I knew the characters and their voices. But it's it's a lot different, and it's a lot different when you have to put words in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are times in certain scripts that that part gets harder. I honestly, this is kind of <laughs> I don't know if I should confess this because it's well. Because he's the lead <laughs> character, but I have the heart. The, the hardest character for me to write is Tommy. I feel like I, I really um, haven't quite nailed him yet. And fortunately, the way we do things on uh, the writing staff is, 
will write a script, uh, a draft of a script um, from an outline that we've we we talked about, and then Jeffrey uh, finalized. And then we'll the draft will come back, and the other writers will have suggestions. And Pete has been really good with like uh, with his feedback. Um, you know, Pete having played Tommy and and also written him for um, all but the first season. Um, you know, knows him as well as as anybody really, or how he would deliver lines. And so mm-hmm. he's been really great with his suggestions that have helped me just make things. Had a line. You know, if I tweaked it just a little bit, it made it sound more Tommy, and so, mm-hmm. so that's that's been kind of the challenging thing there. Can you give um, an example of that? Does anything come to mind? Um, yeah, let's see. There's a in. Um, I'm trying to think. Yes, it was in uh, episode five here of this sixth season when. Uh, um, t- Wait, you know what? Hang on. It's in episode eight, so you haven't heard it yet. Okay. But let me t- so let me so I'll just tell you now for it's what hasn't come out yet. Um, but because I did five and eight, but this is the in episode eight. Well, we don't um, want the spoiler ninjas coming. We don't want the spoiler. This. I'm just saying there's there's a there's a conversation between Tommy in his office and Pete was, you know, the, there were I got a lot of direction there in that conversation, and so. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about that in the commentary, but there have just been been times like that where, where um, you know, I've fortunately had the experience of of the other writers to help me get that. Cool. The um, how how is it writing as a group? It's fun. I um, I was really excited when I I actually told Jeffrey. Uh, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was. I just said that if there were an opportunity to to join a writing staff, and you know, I was a fan of the Kingery. I didn't fully expect that it would be the Kingery, but I said where I could, you know, be, be part of the team that wrote from an outline and uh, came up with the outline as part of a group of writers. I I didn't feel like I had enough time to really do my own show uh, to you know where I was just the sole writer, and but I really uh, I'm in, I'm a I'm a journalist by profession, so it's so I'm I'm a writer, but it's a little bit different writing. But I've always I've always written you know stories and things since I was a kid. So so it was really something I wanted to do, um, and so lo and behold, I asked him like I don't know, and then within like a a month later, they had an opening on the King Radio. He said, "What do you think about that?" So um, I felt really honored to to be part of that team because. There's really a lot of talented writers, and um, not only do I just I love the show, and I think it's it's fun to listen to and fun to be a part of it. But just in getting together with these writers, we have we have uh, a writers chat at the start of every season, um, or to plan for every season and pitch ideas, and then and then uh, again as we formalize those things, and the outline comes out, we decide which episodes we're going to write, and then again with every episode, we're commenting on each other's scripts and getting the feedback and so that has really been beneficial to me and and strengthened me as a writer because again there's so many talented writers on this staff that um i've grown as a writer uh a lot simply because um i've had that camaraderie and that that uh, guidance from these other guy other writers 
Very cool. Um, so if somebody else wanted to join the Kingery writing staff, how would they mm-hmm. go about doing that? They'd have to get really lucky, <laughs> because <laughs> because I think I, I think all of us that are on the Kingery writing staff are are really happy there right now, and I don't see anybody leaving um, anytime soon. But what I would recommend is to, um, you know, to be involved in uh, this seminar, uh, Penance other Penance uh, anthology show, where you can showcase your writing skills and and show what you can do there. You know, I only had. Uh, one seminar short um, produced before I joined the Cunier writing staff. Um, but I had worked with Jeffrey on some other projects. And so um, I, th- I think we had, you know, kind of that connection there that he thought it was uh, that he could take a, a chance on me to, to join the writing staff. So, um, but yeah, that's what I would recommend is, you know, be involved in seminar and get your scripts out there and, um, it wouldn't hurt to just email Jeffrey and say, "Hey, I think the you know what you're doing with you know the Kingery or, or other shows with the, you know are, are is great. And if there were ever an opportunity to to be part of a show like that, I'd love to do it. And that's pretty much how I did it. And really, like I said, I really got lucky. So um, it was it was uh, we had there was a writer that, a writer who stepped down right about that same time, and I didn't even know it at that time. Um, so was just kind of serendipitous really okay good to know so you mentioned seminar and I want to come back to that in a minute earlier you said that you spend um, more time directing an episode than it takes for you to write an episode mm-hmm. how long how long does it take you to put an episode together say from a writing perspective and from a directing perspective you know, I don't, I don't normal. I don't like, uh, haven't really clocked them like individually, like saying, well, I've spent this many hours on this. Um, if I had to guess, um, I probably spend, oh, let's see, roughly 20 hours on an episode, um, directing the Kingery. Um, per month, I'd say that's about right. I think, um, and that goes, you know, that involves uh, casting and and cleaning lines and finding the right music and I mean the whole process. Um, and then writing, you know, I don't, I, uh, you know, it's it's probably more like. 15 hours somewhere in there i mean so so they're, they're both they're both you know not not too far off but i i think i probably do i know there's been other projects i've worked on and i and i kind of had a more um rigid mixing schedule where i would um you know have a certain time of day where i would do it and i was and i was doing you know roughly 20 minute episodes in about um in about eight hours a week, you know, so, so mm. for a month. So, so that's actually a little bit longer, but, uh, I'm actually a little bit faster at it now. So I'd probably say I spend about 20 hours per Kingery episode. Okay. So, you know, and some are a little bit longer, some are a little bit shorter. The, sure. uh, 
the episode um, that just came out uh, that Pete wrote was, I think, one of the longer ones of the season. It's almost, it was, I think it's 27 minutes. It's almost a half hour long. So, um, so you know, that one took a little bit longer. But Okay. Yeah. What would you say is the most memorable thing you've had to direct so far? The most memorable thing? Hmm. Let's see. Or what's been the most fun? Well, you know, there was the one really cool uh, thing to direct, and it was actually um, – I also got to write it, so that was actually pretty fun too. But in season five, um, we have we, – we first get to see Asa um, – well, you get you, there's been hints all along, but you really first see him start to take action in a way in season five in an episode I wrote, uh, where he sees some of uh, the uh, Shimizu men uh, harassing some tourists, and he just gets pissed off and says, "Damn it!" Anyway, and walks over there, grabs a gun from Kalok, and and just and then takes down these the Shimizu men and and shows him. You know, it was a much different side of Asa, and that was written uh, into the outline of how we wanted him to go. Unfortunately, I got that episode, but I also got to direct it. It was just fun to to get to do um, Asa kicking ass. I guess was the <laughs> <laughs> out of Asa. So that was a lot of fun, both to write and then to direct that. So that was a highlight for sure. That was that was definitely cool, and uh, we got to talk to Carl about that not too long ago good yeah yeah i know when carl got the script he was like he was pretty happy like he got a message back i got a message back or uh, when the script came was thinking that was pretty cool so and really aces um in that season i mean ace has been a good character but that season specifically and then the season we have here going on we're really um exploring you know all there is about Asa, what there is to know. It was kind of a mysterious character for, for quite a, while. and we're really good to explore him. And I think that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and we've kind of all had the sense that there's more to Asa than than what was being let on. I mean, no one hands Tommy Arkell a book with the writings of Sun Tzu and have not be something more than just some homeless guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's been fun to explore. And there was in I also got to write um, in a later episode um, a big section, a big portion where they went back to Ace's planet and um, were talking about his history. And and you know we had um, in the in the in the outline and and things we discussed we. We kind of the outline kind of gives you okay you got to go from point A to point B to get to where we are in the story, and then you have to kind of make it up along the way. And so, so that was kind of fun to do that conversation between um, Tommy and Asa, and it picks up with the the next writer did that too. So I mean I didn't do the whole thing, but but that was to me that was really kind of a fun thing because I was kind of making up this history, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Asa a little bit, and so so that was kind of fun. And the other cool, really cool thing is, um, is uh, one of the characters I introduced in I think probably the first episode I wrote, who is Zeph, um, really has ended up being a, a 
a big player in the series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, initially I wrote him uh, because Debbie was gone um, or wasn't at the, at the at shenanigans and, and Sox was there by herself. And I, you know, I needed Sox to sit there and talk to herself to advance the story. So Zeph was kind of brought in as as kind of, a, you know, someone to to listen and communicate with Sox. And really a combination between the way uh, Brian Reed plays him and then um, the other writers kind of having fun with him, he's really – he's become a, a a major part of the show. Um, and, and that happened with Sox also. Sox also, yeah. So it was kind of funny that those two are the are, – are friends when they really – I mean they very well could have been one-off characters if, mm-hmm. you know, hadn't, if we would have gone – direction so so that was kind of fun too i'm, I'm kind of proud of that because i think i like i really like the character of zeph and you know again a lot of that is is in the way brian reed plays him and also the other writers helping to shape him and who he is but it's become a, he's become a great character oh yeah definitely what has been one of the more uncomfortable things to direct <laughs> Especially Kingery being, you know, pretty raw. I mean, it's you know, a la Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the, it, sometimes the sex scenes are uh, a little bit difficult to, or, you know, make a little bit uh, difficult to mix. Um, uh, you know, they're. Really, one of the more challenging ones, or, um, but but I can only blame myself because I wrote it actually because it was in the, it was episode <laughs> where um, Socks and Zephyr are doing research and we had um, uh, the regular the the shenanigans regular named Kepler um, in the corner uh, pleasuring himself during the while Socks and and Zeph helped look for Sox's mom, which was, you know, kind of this guy gets off on science things, so the researching was fun for him. So, so yeah, that was like was the genealogy of, scene, wasn't it? What you see, yes, that was. So let me say that was really fun to write um, because it was just a lot of fun to, you know, try to make genealogical terms dirty, but <laughs> but it was challenging to mix because you know I'm trying to coordinate you know you have one two two scenes one going on you know with Zeph and and socks it's a serious say, scene and then over to the left side of your your brain and I guess as you're listening you're um you've got a guy going getting off on it so so that was kind of challenging but um and a little bit yeah I listened to it, and I, I don't know, I, I kind of embarrassed myself that I wrote that, but <laughs> but it was pretty fun still, I guess. <laughs> All right, so moving on from Kingery, uh-huh. uh, let's talk about Seminar. And you mentioned that you wrote one uh, episode that's been produced. Yeah, I wrote one, it's been... It's a few years now. Um, I don't know. Three. It's been a while. Um, and it was. I can't remember 
it's called now. Um, but the gist of it was, um, so I used to be a sports writer. Uh, and so one of the things that always um, bothered me was how coaches and, and even players, mostly coaches, would always just speak in cliches. Like you would ask them a question, they'd spew the same cliches without ever giving you anything. Right. And I just kind of wanted to incorporate that in some way where where it involved a, a, a sporting event where there was a character or a coach who only spoke in cliches. So and as it developed, um, the story became more about two reporters, a veteran reporter and a rookie reporter on the sports beat and kind of the um, – the coach that spoke in cliches was, was kind of a, a side note, but really what it was was um, this kind of a surly veteran who, a surly veteran reporter who kind of was, it was almost like a little bit of hazing. Like he tried to um, talk, the, he kind of talks the, the rookie reporter into going with the story that it was completely inaccurate. And anyway, and just because he's just, a surly guy but anyway it was it was fun it was it was a chance to explore that i actually i don't know i thought it would be it would be would have been more fun for uh i don't know to, to have that because i had the coach in the press conference but originally my idea was to have him like out elsewhere you know still spewing the same cliches so i don't know maybe that's something to follow up at a future date do you think you'll write more for seminar you know i actually on this computer here that i'm talking to you on i have um three partially completed seminar scripts don't tell anybody well i guess i'm now <laughs> but because i just had these ideas and i worked on them for for a while and then i you know between directing and writing the kingery uh, even though i only do write two episodes a year i just haven't had much time to get back to them so, but but i would because there's there's a couple of these that i think are kind of fun ideas so I would like to get them produced and see how that goes. So, cool. so you could be hearing more of those from me. Any chance you're going to bring your journalism expertise into the Kingery? Um, I don't know. Maybe and we have uh, we've had press conferences and things like that. I don't know though. I, yeah, I mean, I think you know all writers. You write. What you know, and I, and I know the Kingery is like it's a much different world than any of us live in, and uh, you know I'm not I'm not part of a mob family, and um, and so but there that are you can talk you know, about you know there are like, yeah exactly, but there are you know you bring things into this the episodes that um, that are your interest or or things that you. I guess you you know about somewhat. So there's a possibility. I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe with when we explore the uh, the government and the the structure there. Maybe there's you know possibility to have um, that bring that journalism expertise in there. I guess um, I, I've been you know like I mentioned I used to be a sports writer. Most recently I had been a a political reporter, so maybe that's why I kind of feel like I want to explore that hierarchy. So, mm. uh, and now I'm uh, a editor, uh, newsroom manager, 
um, in charge of most a lot of things, but but one of them includes politics. And um, right now we're having our Utah State Legislature is in session, and and so that's kind of my focus all the time. So maybe that's why I start thinking, hey, let's see what the Kingery does. How do these guys get together? So we don't want it to turn to become like Episode One, where we've got the you know uh, Episode One Star Wars, where it's too bogged down in that kind of stuff. But I think it would be kind of fun to um, explore what you know what that whole what the future what that government is like what uh you know is the commandant you know the supreme like the head honcho of, of the whole universe or or what you know i think that'd be kind of fun and oh, i can't remember who and, played and if he is he's in ace's back pocket <laughs> uh, well actually the commandant's a woman which is nice or she yes yes and uh and i and I'm trying to remember who it is that played her. Played her really, really well. Uh, I have a few names on the tip of my tongue. I want to say because I don't want to get it wrong. But, but it was a character I think that Jeffrey wrote. I think it was in Jeffrey when the commandant would appeared. And at the time, it was like this is somebody who could come back. And just in that short little time, I thought, oh yeah, we got to bring her back. So, so you know, as we get together for our our season seven chat that was something i wanted to pitch i was like i want to see what the commandant bring her back into it and and maybe explore this this whole um universe government issue so so that'll be fun so we'll have to see if that happens i could get shot down (laughs) let's see so when it comes to directing now Action scenes versus the dialogue, kind of quieter scenes. Which ones do you prefer? Well, it, I, I it depends, I guess. It depends on how much time I have, because you know, obviously, dialogue, talkie scenes are a lot easier to do. Um, the action scenes are the ones that you're more proud of afterwards. Um, like, uh, you know, one of the highlights of the action was. Um, last season, when you had uh, Tommy and Clone Tommy at the top of the tower, mm-hmm. uh, and that was an amazingly fun scene to mix, um, and it totally kicked my ass. I mean, I, I spent a lot <laughs> time on it, but but when it was done, you know, and you have the end, you have the fight, and you have uh, Clone with Tommy 2.0 falling off the building and crashing down, I was just really happy with it. So. So I think in, in in terms of overall, um, you know, just job satisfaction and listening to your work and or and, and and appreciating your work, those are more satisfying. They're also more difficult. So, sure. Um, actually, it's kind of nice to have. You know, I like having those, and then it's nice to have a couple talky episodes before you get some more action. You know, and that's generally how it works. I mean, it builds. I mean, so if it were nonstop action. I mean that'd be fun, but boy, that'd be really hard to direct if it were nonstop action every week. So, yeah, yeah, it's action are, are good and and building to a, a climax are good. So, um, let's see what I was gonna say. No, I don't remember. Anyway, so oh, the other thing I was gonna say is um, my actual my my favorite part of directing though is um is actually scoring the scenes. I know people, a lot of directors don't like that because it's, 
it is kind of challenging. But for me, scoring the scene, I mean, I can have a great action scene or even a even a really easy a great talkie scene, but the the scoring of that scene can really make or break a scene. And so um, I spend a lot of time finding the right scoring. Um, and I take a lot of pride in that because I, and I think if you listen to the, um, well, I, I just think the Kingery toward the end of last season and this season, I've, I've, I've brought more music into the show. And that's, it's also helped that, you know, we've, we've gone to, um, uh, we've expanded our our soundtrack for the Kingery mm-hmm. um, to use all of Kevin McLeod's stuff, and so that has has opened some doors there for us too. So, um, yeah, so I, so I think that's was kind of part of it too. Why we have music involved in the Kingery, but but I've yeah, I the scoring is is so critical in in my mind to making a scene work, and I and I love it when I like pick a piece of music and. You know, and the the crescendos match the right spot, and you get the you know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. it's yeah, amazing feeling when that works. So, um, so that's kind of a, a lot of fun for me is the musical part of it. It it seems like there's more. I don't want to say intensity. I, I think this season sounds richer, maybe with the expanded music. Yeah, I, I think you get you you've got more of a. Um, it's a different sound than we had before, but you've got more of a sound type things. You know, you've got, um, you know, we you've got, yeah, it it, it 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 does sound like more like a movie or you know TV show soundtrack than in, than in previous seasons. Yeah, and uh, Tom Stitzer's theme. Tom Stitzer's theme is awesome. Definitely Love- is uh, adding to that. Yeah, no, Tom's theme uh, is is great, and um, yeah, I love it. I wish you know, like, <laughs> I I love it if Tom wanted to do more music for the show. <laughs> but uh, anyway, did you hear but, that, Tom? There are requests. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's always you know I like the when that music kicks in at the end of the episode it's just i don't know it's it's a very satisfying conclusion yeah to me it's bittersweet one i really like the song and then on the flip side i'm like no the episode's over no i have another (laughs) month to wait (laughs) do you have any advice for someone who wants to direct um let's see You know, I guess if you're interested in it, obviously the first thing to do is is try to take one of Jeffrey's uh, director classes. I think um, as far as actual advice on how to mix, um, hmm. Again, I, I go back to you know. I think I think. You're scoring. You want to spend a a significant amount of time on the scoring to get that right, and it is more. You know, it's difficult because you don't have a composer who's listening to the scene and making it match. Right. You're having to take existing uh, 
music on the internet and okay, this is roughly the same feel, roughly the same length. This is maybe what I want and, and, and plug it in there and try several things to get it to work. But, but I really think to any director, I can tell you that, that finding the right score for a scene will make a average scene great and the wrong music for the great scene will make it average. And so mm. I think, that is just a you know it's it's really it is it is one of the more challenging things but if you embrace that and try to have fun with it and see it as a challenge um i think your overall product will 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 benefit from that i think that's uh definitely true so and and forgive me if i'm not remembering something but have you done Anything recently as far as acting? No, I don't. You know, I I uh, will have bit parts here and there. Um, a lot of times in the Kingery, it'll be if if uh, um, I try to get give myself one of the roles, like the the uh, first come first serve roles in the episodes I write, just because I want to have a voice in it. But mm-hmm. uh, and otherwise, it's if we didn't get enough didn't get the right right uh voice on one of the first come first serves or the mic quality isn't quite there or, or the for some reason the lines didn't come in i'll step in there i i don't claim to be an actor um i can play most of the things that i've i like you know the things i'm best at playing are reporters <laughs> and newscasters and, and that's just because that's i'm comfortable reading the news that's kind of what i do so you know it's something that i I think I would like to do more of, um, but I know that it doesn't come, it's not, it doesn't come easy for me. And so I don't really try out for a lot of the, the major roles because I know it would take a lot of time for me to feel like I got the line just right. And right now I don't have that, that, that time, but, um, but it is something that I, I could be interested in, in, in one day, but right now I'm certainly content to, uh, be in a guy in the background once in a while and then being part of the writing and directing. So, I don't really have aspirations to be a, a lead or any, any kind of show. So, Okay. And, of course, this interview would be completely um, incomplete <laughs> if I didn't ask the, que- the burning question. The burning question. Okay, what's yeah. that? Can you tell us anything about Phantom Canyon? I can tell you... That I'll be directing it. Yep. I knew that probably. And I can tell you that I have seen the first three scripts, and I love it. It's awesome. Um, and I can tell... Well, I don't know if I can tell you that. I'll have to wait, maybe. Yeah, Jeffrey. Did there, did, was there any talk about the music at all? Has Jeffrey announced anything about that? I don't recall anything specific about the music that that would be pretty exciting i think too um but you know all i can say well i better not i don't fully know exactly (laughs) all i'm gonna say is that i'm super happy that they asked me to direct it um because i've after reading the first three scripts, well, when Jeffrey told me the pitch of what it was going to be like, I was like, "Oh man, that's like, that's something I totally want to watch or listen to," you know. And I was, and so yeah, 
so I'm excited about that. And then when I got to read the first three scripts, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is good. This is going to be spectacular. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm trying to bust my butt right now to get the kingery, kingery ahead enough so, I don't have to, so I can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working on that. So, um, yeah, because I, I, I guess I'm kind of stingy. I don't want to give up the kingery while I do this. So I'm trying to find ways to. <laughs> So I can do them both, but, but no, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's, um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. All right. So hopefully as time goes on, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get more. Yes. And there may be a few things I could have told you, but I don't, again, I, I, I listen to Twip semi-regularly. <laughs> I used to be better at it, but, uh, and so I don't want to give away anything that Jeffrey hasn't told yet. So, okay, because then I get in trouble. Yeah, I, yeah, we don't want that. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Um, no, I'm at, I think uh, I hope people are enjoying the Kingery this year. Um, and, um, yeah, and so, and Phantom Canyon coming up is going to be exciting, and those are really the only things that I'm involved in right now. But um, I would say, if you enjoy the Kingery, um, please audition for roles and and first come first serve roles. Uh, we'd love to have you, and um, yeah, it's a fun show to be a part of. It's a great cast, so we'll make you sound good. First come, first serve roles typically go pretty quick. If somebody wanted to know if there was, you know, when one pops up, how would they best find out about it? Um, yeah, the best way to do is to be subscribed to the the Pendant list on the Yahoo group. Um, and then also, if you follow Pendant Web on Twitter, um, it, those it usually gets tweeted out there. Um, and if it's a casting call that I've done, I'll often retweet that too. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, if you're subscribed to the Yahoo group, um, and if you follow Pendant on Twitter, uh, follow me on Twitter, you know, then, um, and I'm just at Jared Page, it's really, really difficult to find me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, then those will be opportunities for you to do that. So. Cool. All right, then. Well, Jared, thank you for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It was uh, definitely a fun talk. All right. Thanks, Jordan. All right. Thanks. And bye-bye. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, February 20th, Season 1, Episode 4 of Tabula Rasa. Female, late 20s. Gunshot wound to the head, found dead in an alleyway approximately noon today. Next time on Tabula Rasa, Organ C investigates another murder. Look at the clean entry into the back of the skull there. That's long distance, carefully aimed. This shot had one purpose, and that was to take her out as quickly as possible. Keith has his eyes set on a new career. What's wrong with me helping the department? I'm undercover, that's the whole point and the team stumbles across their first hint of things to come. What's that? Huh. That's funny. Spray paint. Home life gets rough as Season 1, Episode 4 of Tabula Rasa premieres February 20, 2013, only 
at PendantAudio.com. You should know that we are everywhere, Ganymede. And there's no new Genesis Avalon this month as it's on hiatus between seasons, but it will be back in March, don't you worry. Yeah, so why don't you go back and listen to some episodes again? Yeah, catch up before the final season. Yeah, or pick your favorites and do a re-listen. You know. Woo! Woo! La la la, the show is almost done. Yeah, it's the end of the show. It sure is. The decidedly unswarthy show. <laughs> My other husband's swarthy. Okay, now. That's just naughty. I don't know what you're talking what? about. What? Mark Allen Jr.? He's the swarthiest. <laughs> <laughs> He's the swarthiest. <laughs> All right. He better listen to this. Or I'm going to send him an email and make sure he does. I don't think he listens to it at all anymore. Oh. The honeymoon's over. He doesn't like you. Ugh. He's mine. <gasps> I'm going to steal him. Okay. What? It's the swarthiness. I can't help it. Oh, I see. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com, slash group, slash Pendant, the Live Journal community at community.livejournal.com, slash Pendant Audio, the Facebook page at facebook.com, slash Pendant Audio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com, slash Pendant Web, and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Seriously, I should just delete the whole episode. That's just embarrassing. (laughs) And I enjoyed it greatly. Sniffle some more. (sighs) Stop it. Stop. Stop. Good foley. Fine. Okay, stop. No, I don't want to make foley of sniffles. Get out.